Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette Pozos, and here with me is my co-host and husband. Woo! <laughs> What's up, you guys? How are y'all doing? How many more episodes are we going to get the woo for that? Hey, I don't know. <laughs> a lot more, probably. People are going to get sick and tired of it. Yeah. Well, speaking of tired, if you're the oh, kind of person... You uh, yeah. You know, you like that segue. <laughs> if you're the type of person, like, think about, have you ever slept maybe seven plus hours per night, maybe even eight, nine even more hours per night. And yet you still are exhausted during the day. You still wake up and you're like, gosh, I still feel like I could sleep more, even though I know I've had enough sleep. I'm like putting both my hands up right now for the people that are watching us <laughs> on YouTube. I'm like, yep, that's me. Yeah. If that's something you've ever experienced, there could be a lot of reasons. I mean, it could be that you actually have adrenal fatigue, which is something we've talked about in previous episodes, something I've dealt with personally. So go back and listen to those episodes if you want to learn more about that. But on this episode, I really want to talk about rest in the seven types of rest. Because while sleeping is a form of physical rest, people tend to think of that's the only way I can actually get my energy back. And that's the only way I can prevent adrenal fatigue and the only way I can make sure that I don't get burnout and I don't end up tired all the time. But the reality is you actually need seven different types of rest to ensure that you have energy and to avoid burnout, to avoid adrenal fatigue. Because at the end of the day, you know, adrenal fatigue, it is something that we actually see internally. We can diagnose it via blood work, via lab work, seeing that you actually are not producing cortisol the way that you should be at the times that you should be. However, a lot of it is something that we can catch early on just based on your physical symptoms. So if you're somebody who is like, I am, you know, having these nights where like I sleep plenty of sleep. I know I'm getting enough hours of sleep, yet I am still tired then you are probably having a deficit in one of these other areas of rest. And if you let that continue on, you are going to find yourself in this point of adrenal fatigue, which is a lot harder to come back from. It does take time. It can result in weight gain. It can, it's honestly, it sucks to deal with adrenal fatigue. And I am speaking from experience here. So this is awesome because honestly, I mean, I, I knew I'm, I think I'm, I'm on the majority here of people that are like, you know, yeah, I, I think to rest, I just need to sleep more. Right. But I guess what you're saying, Vanessa, is if you, if you are constantly sleeping anywhere between seven to eight, nine hours of sleep, but you're still tired at the, you know, the next day, like that's not normal, right? Exactly. Like something's going on basically. So what that means is you probably are not actually resting in all the different areas that you should be resting. And that's what this podcast is about here. I really want to talk about the seven types of rest. And this is actually something, the seven types of rest is something I actually learned about from a book called Sacred Sacred Rest by Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. So she- That's a, quite a name. So I know. Sandra Dalton-Smith. <laughs> Sandra. Sandra, Dalton-Smith. sorry, sorry. Don't 
don't disrespect I know. When Dr. she listens uh, to the podcast, Dalton she's going to be like, Omar, what the hell? <laughs> so she really framed it as these are the seven types of rest that you need just to stay at your best. However, when I read about these seven types of rest, I immediately thought, wow, this is like a how-to guide for how to prevent adrenal fatigue. Like I wish that I had become more aware of these things a year or two ago before I led myself down the path of ending up with adrenal fatigue and ending up burnt out and ending up having to go through a long process of recovering and healing my hormones to get back to where I feel like myself again. So, you know, for those who are familiar with adrenal fatigue and like maybe it's something you've recognized in yourself or you just heard about, you might see on social media, like all this BS around like taking these adrenal cocktails, like make this adrenal drink or take these adrenal supplements and all these different things to try and help adrenal fatigue. And the reality is those things might help a little bit. They might move the needle, but they're going to do absolutely nothing for you if you are not actually covering the bases of these seven types of rest. They're a Band-Aid basically, exactly, right? And exactly. And funny you say that, um, like my mom was dealing with some of this stuff and Alex and, and you kind of have, have helped there and, and she's that mentality. She's like, so what pill do I need to take? Or like, mm-hmm. tell me what, you know, medicines or what, uh, home, uh, you know, uh, like home remedies. Yeah. Like it's home remedies. Take. Yeah. You take, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I'm like, well, it's not really that simple. I'm like, mm-hmm. you can't just rely on this stuff. So I'm excited for you to kind of share yes. some of this stuff. Cause I want to learn about yeah. this too. Yeah, exactly. So let's dive into it. The seven types of rest. These are the things that are the most important steps to take when it comes to both treating and preventing adrenal fatigue. So number one, physical rest. Now this is the most obvious one in the group. You know, we already even talked about it before of sleep. Sleep is a form of physical rest. And when we have a lack of sleep or we are overtraining, we're overexercising, this does deplete your body's energy. You actually need two different types of physical rest though. A lot of people think about the passive forms of physical rest, which is sleep, sleeping seven plus hours per night, taking power naps as needed. If you can't physically get in seven plus hours a night, make sure you're taking naps. You know, if you have a newborn, you probably are not sleeping through the night, but yet you can try and get those naps in to get enough sleep to make sure you are getting that passive form of physical rest. However, there's also another form of physical rest that people don't think about, and that is active physical rest. So types of active physical rest actually include stretching, such as maybe after your workout to cool down. That's when you're going to really go and sit in those long stretches. Maybe you're doing like yin yoga, where it puts you in these positions for a long period of time. You're holding the position and you're giving your body a chance to relax into that. You're actually training your nervous system to relax into that position. So that's a form of physical rest. There's also getting massages. I know we love massages. We're, uh, we're doing we're one massage on the Envy members. 31st. Remember we booked our, our oh, massage yeah. for the uh, end of the year, like a yeah, send off. We're, kind of we're, we're fans of getting massages and yeah. I know that it's a very popular form. I will of say some rest. of those masseuses that massage envy are kind of weird, but. <laughs> oh, wow. So that, still... we just lost our chance by getting a massage envy sponsorship. It's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's the masseuses people. It's not me. <laughs> the masseuses people. Yeah. Oh Lord. Well, so there is getting a massage is a form of pass or excuse me, a form of active physical rest. And it is something that can really be helpful for you. Really focusing though on not necessarily doing the super deep tissue massages like Swedish massages. Although you know I'm I'm with you like I love a good deep tissue massage, but the reality is deep tissue massages are actually almost having like the same response to the nervous system that a hard workout does because it is 
it is strenuous on the muscles, but doing a more relaxing, lighter massage that's focused on truly relaxation, that right there is a form of active physical rest. And what's crazy is obviously I don't know much about, you know, adrenal fatigue or adrenal health and all that stuff. But what I do know is, you know, think about how good you feel when you go and get a nice stretch or you go get a massage or you go for a walk and do something like pat or active, but still not to where it's like, you're getting tired or you're getting exhausted. Like you just feel refreshed that the, you know, as soon as you're done with it. So I can imagine just how much benefit that has to all this. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, you think of things like stretching, it's something that really is very, very easy to implement into your routine. If like you already have a routine with exercise, simply add on just a couple of minutes of stretching at the very end. This is something that will really make a huge difference for you because it does tell your body of like, okay, we're done now with this high energy, high cortisol output here. It's time to shift into this relaxation mode and recovery mode. Very, very important. Do those forms of those long holding stretches at the end of your workout. Don't do them at the beginning of your workout. It actually can create injury. We want to use um, forms of mobility that are actually moving with your body, that are warming your body up in the beginning. And at the end is when you want to do those long holds. Um, the last form of active physical rest is using an ergonomic chair or desk. And I really was honestly, when I saw this on the list, um, this was one that I was like, wow, I didn't actually think about that. But that's a really good point of that being a form of active physical rest for your body. Because when you are sitting in a really crappy chair, like my desk chair. <laughs> Your desk chair I, I shopped based on looks, not on uh, ergonomic ability. Comfort. Yeah, we'll, we'll just say that. Um, so it's a good looking chair, but it's not the most comfortable chair. And this was a good reminder for me that, you know, it's probably time that I do shop for a different desk chair. Probably should have hit up Black Friday deals while they were on. So kind of kicking myself for that. But getting an ergonomic desk chair and desk itself. If you're somebody who works a desk job, you're spending many hours sitting at your desk. That is a very, very simple thing that you could implement in to promote more of this physical rest that your body needs. Yeah. And I mean, I've had lower back injuries and I can't tell you just like sitting at a desk hunched over, like what that does to your back. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you're sore, you're stiff. You're like, man, I'm like, I don't know what's causing the back injury. Like, well, you just sat there for eight hours and you're all hunched over. And no, no wonder you're all stiff. So yeah, either having the ability to raise your desk or, you know, like you have a walking pad that I steal from you sometimes. So just getting a little bit of movement in there um, as much as you can is, is a huge benefit for you. Yeah. Yeah. So now moving on the list to number two, mental rest. Mm. Now mental rest, this is really, you know, we're talking about having a deficit in our mental rest. This is going to be caused by essentially overtaxing your thinking. And I think everybody can relate to this. Like if you had a really long work day and like it was really demanding, you know, lots of maybe heavy meetings or just things that really, depending on what your career is, Think of that task that is just really requires a lot of mental output. And after a long day of doing all of that, think about how tired you are, even if you haven't actually moved. If you were stuck at your desk all day and you get to the end of the day and you are exhausted, that is because you are mentally taxed. You are overtaxing your 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 thinking. So if this is something that you are struggling with, this is an area that you have a deficit in is mental rest. What you can do to promote more mental rest is write down your to-dos, really giving yourself that ability to not have to keep those things in your mind. Because when you're just telling yourself, oh, I'm just going to remember to do that. I'm just going to remember to do that. You're storing more and more things in your brain and requiring more and more of your brain to remember these things. And that's hard. 
I'm telling you the most successful people in the world, they don't just be like, oh yeah, I'll just remember to do that. They write their stuff down. They plan out their week. They use to-do lists. Um, that also falls like right in line with the next one, which is referencing checklists, whether it's a grocery list, whether it's a packing list, like actually use lists. Do not rely on your brain to remember things because again, you are taxing your thinking and you are exhausting your brain by doing that. We are definitely all about the checklist. At least I know I am. I utilize that notes function in my phone like crazy, the amount of lists that I keep in there. And I'm just constantly making lists for things. And I'm telling you, it is everything because- yeah. I have terrible memory. So, and I think, uh, like, I use a planner, but I think the 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 one of the best things I've heard when it comes to stuff like this, and it's from our buddy Justin Sua that I love all his stuff. You know, he mentioned he's like, you know, your brain has a limited capacity of thoughts and just content that it can store. So instead of you trying to store it all and just creating more stress, more really exhaustion on your body write that stuff down, like get it out of your head. Like you said, like the to-do list right before bed or, you know, in the morning when you're like, okay, this is all I got, what I have to do. Now you don't have to rely on yourself. You have a system in place to help you stay accountable. And it's probably even more efficient along the way. Yeah, exactly. So then um, moving on our list here of ways to really recover, get that mental rest that you need, create a shutdown ritual. This is going to help you separate your work life from your other life like, and this <laughs> your one, personal life this one I cannot explain to you how important it is because let me tell you when I first started VGFN when I first really got this business going and I was wearing all the hats I had zero separation between work and life well remember your desk was literally in our living room yeah in that, our that, old didn't help. that didn't help we had a tiny little apartment and my desk was literally smack dab like shoved between, between the, the couch and the kitchen counter yep. and it was not not helpful. So it, it mentally that did make it hard to actually have that separation because even when I was like, okay, I'm done with work. It's like, there's my laptop sitting there. It'd be very easy for me to like mid dinner to go and just pop over my laptop and answer some messages yeah. or do some different things. And if we're not having that separation between work and life, then you're never going to be fully present or fully effective in either one of the two. When you're in work, you're probably thinking about personal things. When you're in your personal life, you're probably thinking about work. And by doing that, you're not actually effectively, like when you're in your personal life, you're having dinner with your significant other, but yet you're thinking about work, then you're not actually effectively connecting with your significant other. And you're not actually doing anything to help with the work situation. So it's just, a loss, loss kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you're just letting that work problem just go over and over and over in your brain. And you are just fatiguing yourself. You are mentally taxing yourself, which then sets you up to then the next day you go into that work day and you're more tired. You're not as effective. You can't think as clearly because your brain is tired. So it's not helping you. So by saying like, oh, I, I can't, like, I'm just, you know, I think we have this culture of like work 24 seven, hustle, 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 and it's not serving you. It's not going to help you perform better in work. And it's absolutely not going to help your personal life. And overall it's setting you up for adrenal fatigue. So it's not serving you. And you have to be, I mean, for me, I know I have to be intentional about disconnecting because if it were up to me, like I'd work 24 seven, burn myself out and be like, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. So you, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you have to do things by design, not by default, because if you let it do it by default, then life just kind of drags you along the way. Next thing you know, like you've never really disconnected. And like you said, you're at dinner with your significant other, your family especially right now during the holidays and you haven't made any progress with the work problem you're trying to solve or you haven't been present with your family. So at the end of the day, you're like, well, shoot, I just kind of screwed myself out of both of those situations. You exactly. Know? And that's where having that shutdown ritual is so important because you have to have a way of actually separating the two. You have to have a way of telling your brain, all right, I am done 
thinking about work. And the way to do that is to have a designated ritual that you use to end your workday. And I will say this is something that I need to get back into doing. It's something I used to do a really great job of um, back when I actually first read uh, Deep Work. Can't remember who that author is. So I'm sorry, I'm not giving him credit, but the, the book Deep Work, excellent, excellent. If you, this is something that, this, if this Cal is an Newport. area, Cal Newport, thank I looked you. It up. If this is an area that you struggle with in terms of having that work-life separation or just overall getting the most out of your work, being really effective, Deep Work is a great book for you. But he really talks about how to create a shutdown ritual to help you separate your work from your life so that you can go more into deep work when you're working and you can be fully present in your life outside of work when you're not working. And so one example of that, something I used to do and I need to get back into doing was I would always end my workday with this ritual of I would literally close my laptop. I wouldn't leave it open and plugged in like I tend to do now. So I need <laughs> to get back to doing that. I would physically close my laptop. I would write, grab a, a sticky note and write out anything else that I still had left on my brain of like things that were to do's or things that just needed to remember for tomorrow, like literally do a brain dump of whatever was still on my mind. And then I also would look over my calendar. I guess actually that would happen before I closed my laptop. See, I'm very out of practice with this. I would look over my calendar and just make sure I had my plan for tomorrow of what was on my schedule. What did I need to do? And what is tomorrow going to look like? Because now I have it in my head of what to expect for tomorrow. So I don't need to worry about that anymore. I already know what's happening tomorrow. I have written down the things that are on my mind. So I don't need to let those things continue to stir in my brain for the rest of the night. They're down on paper. I know I'm not going to forget them. They're there for me to tackle tomorrow. And my laptop is physically closed to actually have that like signify to my brain we're shut. We're done. We're not worrying about work anymore. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like at the end of the day, you're being proactive, not reactive to when it comes to all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Um, another one on this list of how to really get more mental rest is take a break from problem solving. Um, this one, honestly, we've already kind of alluded to it, but it's very simple in terms of thinking that like, if you are constantly solving problems, you're constantly in the work and you're constantly just in it all the time, you are taxing yourself. So it might be as simple as like, maybe you just need a vacation from work. Maybe you need to delegate some things out a little bit. Maybe you just need to step away from some problems for a little while. Because if you are constantly solving problem after problem, if that's required of you in your work or in just your personal life or just who you are as a person, that's something that you need to take a step back from because that will burn you out and that will fatigue you. And then the last thing on the list of getting this mental rest one of my all-time favorites, meditation. And I know a lot of people hear meditation and they think that's a little bit too woo-woo for me, not going down that path. Um, this <laughs> You're is looking at me when you say that because that used to be me. I oh, think. it used to be me too. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. It used to be both of us. And then I actually was someone who, um, I think I, I had some really leaders in business that I really admired and looked up to. And they were ones who talked about the power of meditation and how they use it and how it's helped them have more business success. And something else like, oh, okay, I'll, sure, I'll try it. And I, it took me a while to get into it. I tried multiple apps, tried different things. And it took a long time for me to find a form of meditation that really worked well for me. But it has been a game changer. It really, really has completely um, just affected my ability to perform in work and in life and just to be aware of my thoughts and to really help train my brain to have the types of thoughts that are actually serving me. And yeah. so meditation in form of this list of like why this does contribute to mental rest is because what meditation really is at its core is you're just trying to take a break from just thinking so much about other things. And the 
meditation at its core is really truly just turning inward, focusing on your different sensations and actually really observing your thoughts, not necessarily letting those those thoughts run rampant. Yeah. And again, think about this for a minute, Vanessa, like, you know, in, in our lives, like we wake up and the first thing I do is grab my phone. Like I'm looking at the text that people sent me, the Instagram notifications, the Facebook, this and that, right? Having 10, 15, 20 minutes to just, like you said, look inward, breathe, and, and just almost like visualize like how your day is going to go. Like that, that is so powerful in today's world. And just that minute of disconnecting, right, is huge. And that's why people are like, oh, I just want to go to, I don't know, the beach or do this and that because I just want to disconnect for the world. So having that for 15, 20 minutes every single day or two, three times a week, I mean, it's just huge. And that's what I have seen um, has been the biggest difference maker to me and, and just draws me to keep doing it over and over. 100%. 100. 100. <laughs> keep it 100. All right, moving on to number three on the list, social rest. So really this comes down to evaluating your relationships because your relationships absolutely can fatigue you and they can cause you to be drained of energy regardless of whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. So in general, how to make sure that you are getting the social rest you need Spend more time with the people who give you energy. Spend less time with the people who steal you en- steal your energy. I always think of this as like, are your people, are they draining your battery or are they charging your battery? And really identify the people in your life who falls on which side of that category. Because if you are constantly surrounding yourself with people who drain your energy, then you are going to be lower energy over time. So really, really think about who in your life gives you energy and just start to have more time planned out with them. Plan it in advance because I know, especially if you're an introvert like me, you you need to plan that stuff out in advance because in the moment, you're not gonna be like, oh man, I definitely wanna go hang out with these people even though you do actually want to. But our, our natural state is wanting to conserve social energy. And so when it comes to that, if you're introverted, you'll find that the best thing for you is to let your planning brain, let your, your more forward thinking side of your brain plan that stuff in advance and then just stick to it. And then if you're also, if you're introverted, another area of social rest, this one's pretty simple and obvious if you're introverted, but plan out time to be alone. It's important. Block out that alone time. I know for myself, even with just the people I love the most, like my dear husband here, Omar, there are still times where I do like to have a little bit space by myself. And he knows that like there's mornings where I'm like, babe, don't talk to me yet. I need my alone time. (laughs) And that's just me recharging my battery, getting that mental energy back, getting that social rest so that I can then be my best self when I am hanging out with you and being around you. Yeah, exactly. And think of it again, you know, for the people that work at home, the people that are moms, like you never get that alone time, right? So even taking like, I don't know, a bath or a shower and just like having a couple minutes just to yourself to where you're like, like you said, you're just recharging. I mean, it, it, to me, it just makes such a big difference. And I know I keep saying this, but it, it truly does. Yeah. And that's where, you know, if you are a mom and you have a, signif- a significant other who could help you support you in those areas or anybody who can help support you in those areas, schedule that stuff out. Don't put it all on yourself and just say, oh, well, because I am taking care of a child, I can never have my alone time. Like, even if I try and take a bath, my child is going to have to be in the bath with me. Like, plan that stuff out. Really ask for help, ask for support because people do genuinely, the people who love you want to help you and they want to support you, but they don't know how if you don't ask them and share that with them. Yeah, that's the greatest one right there. It's like, you can't expect help if you don't never ask for it or tell people how to help you. Yeah. Well, moving down the list here, number four is spiritual rest. And this really comes down to just being part of something bigger than yourself. 
So this can mean volunteering. It can mean working a job that feels really purpose-driven. So that one might be unexpected for people. When typically we think of work, we don't necessarily contribute that to being spiritual rest. But the reality is if you are doing a form of work, like honestly, I can say about the way we work and what we do of how we are really helping people and how we are really contributing to something bigger with our, you know, our mission statement being really focused on not just helping our current clients, but helping women actually discover that improved relationship with themselves and their body and letting that pass on to future generations as well. And I think about that a lot of how we're not only affecting our current clients, but we're affecting their daughters. We're affecting their sisters. We're affecting their future granddaughters and just like all the women to come and how we can all have a world of just better relationships with our body, better relationships with food and just overall more confidence and happiness in our health and fitness. Yeah. And I think about this too, when it comes to like working at a job that probably doesn't fulfill you or that you're not super excited to get up and go to the next morning. Cause we talk to people all the time and people are like, you know, you know, like sometimes some of the, the people that are trying to either work for us or work, um, you know, with us or something like that, they're like, I just want to be something part of something big. Like I want to help people. And that right there, and, and I know we mentioned it, like the amount of gratitude that you get from it and just like the happiness and the joy that it gives you to be like, you know what? I did help that person today. Mm-hmm. And I, if anything, just help that person point or point them in the right direction to make progress towards whatever it is that they want to do, you know? Yeah. Side note, if you want to become part of our team, that's a big thing that we look for <laughs> Yeah, because that is really what's made our team different and our culture different is we truly are a culture of people at VGFN who just yeah. want to make the world better and want to help people. But that's really uh, getting off topic here. Really, and what this comes back to with, with spiritual rest, the, also the obvious one is just participating in faith-based activities if those are aligned with your belief system. So little things like this, volunteering, working a job that feels purpose-driven and actually participating in faith-based activities, those do all contribute to that form of spiritual rest, which does actually give you energy. And that's why you can find yourself at times being like, I'm so tired. I feel like I just need to sleep more. Yet you go and do something for other people that feels really, really good and really aligned with your belief system. And suddenly you're like, I have so much energy. Like I am just like hyped up right now. And that's because that was a form of spiritual rest, even though it was active in itself. I never even thought about it like that. Um, we, I personally, I need to do more of that to where it's like get out in the community and like meet people. And if anything, like you said, just do something that like, you know, hold the door open for somebody, something so small. I'm like, you know what? I did that. Like that gives me joy. Um, I need to do more of that. Yeah. I, I know we both do. And it's something that, you know, we, we both are, we do have faith and we have in the past, like when we lived in Atlanta, we were more consistent going to church with going and to stuff church like that. Yeah. and having those types of faith-based activities. Um, it's something that, you know, we've definitely, that this is probably an area, a deficit of ours in terms of getting that rest back. And so that's why, you know, with this stuff, you guys, I'm not saying all these things to be like, oh, I check all these boxes. I'm great no, at all this. Of this is hard to this do. This is stuff where everybody at any moment in your life, there's going to be things on this list. You're like, oh, that's a deficit for me. And as you work on that thing, you're probably going to end up with a little bit of a deficit somewhere else. But the thing is we want to keep plugging those holes and keep bringing awareness to where our deficits are to keep giving ourselves more energy and avoiding adrenal fatigue and avoiding burnout. Now, number five on our list, we're almost there of our seven things. Number five is sensory rest. I think we think about this a lot when it comes to little kids of, you know, oh, not too much screen time, make sure that we're not just like, you know, just overstimulated all the time. But the modern individual, just in general, adults, all of us, we are overstimulated yeah, to the max. 
And, you know, the obvious ones, like take a break from social media, give yourself a rest. I know back before social media was a major part of my business, I would go through periods of time where I would just delete out my social media apps for a week or so at a time and just take that break. And it would feel really, really good. I remember I would be like, babe, have you seen the 20 memes that I've sent you? You were like, I'm not on social media. And I'm like, come on. I'm like, sorry, babe, I'm taking <laughs> like, a, a break. And yeah. I would log back in and just literally have like 25 <laughs> memes from him. So that, that's our relationship. Yep. Um, but yeah, there's obvious ones like taking a break from social media. But then there are also ones like limit some video meetings. Like, you know, this is a good one for us to remember. Of Like we do work in a virtual business. We're on video meetings a lot, but we need to always respect our own boundaries and yeah. probably try and make sure that we're not just day after day on video meeting after video meeting because it is overstimulating to our bodies. Yeah. Um, turning off notifications. This is one that I think people forget about, but this is really, really easy with the way the iPhone or just I all was just going to say general, that the sleep mode on yeah, your iPhone set is you huge. up to make this super easy. Now there's a lot of ways to do that. So at night, absolutely turn off your notifications. Um, like during the day I use work mode and make sure that I only am getting notifications related to my work. I don't get text messages or anything. Um, and at night I turn off um, work related notifications. Like I really have notifications set for only certain times of the day. And since I started doing that, that's been a game changer for me as well. Oh, I didn't know you could do work mode. That's a good one. I need to add that one on mine. Yeah. To just 100%. stay more focused. Yeah. I think I've told you that before. You like, have? You were like, oh, did you see XYZ? I'm like, no, I have work mode on. Oh, okay. I thought you were just ignoring me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Work mode. Yes. That is also a mentally a thing of like, yes, I'm in work mode, but this, it's also something on my phone. All right. Fair. Um, and then last one, like set a relaxing evening ambiance. So when it comes to having that sensory rest, you know, a lot of times at night as just like modern individuals, I know this is something that we can be prone to do is like, we think, okay, it's time to relax. Like, let's turn on the TV, see what's on Netflix. Let's relax that's, and watch something. Yellowstone right now <laughs> with John Dutton. But the reality is that can contribute to this overstimulation and not actually it can really it can lead to sensory fatigue instead of sensory rest. So instead, switch out some of those TV nights for something like a date night with some soothing music. You know, like we did the other night of just turning on some Christmas music. We're oh lighting yeah, up our we Christmas were jamming. Tree, you know set some candles, like set some things that are just really soothing and relaxing. And that absolutely will make a big difference for you. And if you think about it, I mean, it goes back to, um, I can't remember where this came from, but like they always say, you know, the, the, a good sleeping routine, a good afternoon routine really starts the day before, right? Mm -hmm. Or sorry, a good sleeping experience starts the night before, mm -hmm. meaning like it's about how you shut down that evening. And if you're staying up late, you're watching, you know, TV, your, your screens are still on. You're not going to get that shut down or that nice, um, restful uh, period that you really need to get yeah. into sleep. Now, number six is emotional rest. Emotional rest. I think this is one that people don't think about a lot, but this really emotional rest deficit is really what happens when you feel like you can't be authentic. And, you know, like an example for this, because a lot of times I think this is related to potentially what you do for work or just how you're showing up in your friendships and your social life. But like one example um, from the list that I was looking at was this would be like an airline attendant who is just always required to smile at people, even if you have a really rude passenger, like you still have to smile at them. You still have to be really polite. And that would be emotionally fatiguing. So with that being said too, we need to make sure that we are monitoring our level of emotional rest by spending time with people who we can be authentic around, showing up as our authentic selves as much as possible. And 
potentially speaking with a therapist if you need to release some of that emotional labor. Yeah. I know for myself, emotional rest was something that I found myself with a big deficit over the summer when I first started to deal with this adrenal fatigue and started to struggle with these things. And I didn't know how to show up on social media by like talking about like, I am in the midst of struggling with these things when these are things that I've helped people with in the past. And it felt really inauthentic for me for a period of time. And so that's where, you know, making sure that, or for me, it was really taking that step back and realizing like, I just need to be authentic. I need to share. I need to show up and say like, Hey, I'm struggling. Like, Hey, I've gained weight through this experience and I'm not as confident in my body right now. Like, Hey, these are things that are messing with me and causing me to wonder if maybe I'm not as good of a coach. But yet, like as I showed up and shared the things that I'm struggling with and shared a bit and started to be more authentic, I actually discovered that I had more energy from doing yeah. that. And the, the thing that comes to me here is I used to work food and beverage and the whole time, like you have to be nice to people. And people are jerks sometimes when they go out to eat. And then at the end of the day, you're just like, oh, like I'm just so tired of dealing with people. Um, so taking that break, I mean, I can, again, so much benefit to it. Yeah. Well, the last one on this list of seven is creative rest. So wrapping up our seven types of rest is creative rest. And this is the form of rest where really comes from appreciating beauty. And that can be beauty in any form, whether it's natural beauty or it's human created beauty. So like natural beauty might be something like taking it a sunrise or a sunset. I know for me, that's like honestly one of my favorite things. And I know, remember, you may not remember this, but when I, um, we both had corporate jobs, we would drive to work in the morning and I would sometimes like send you a picture of like, did you see How the sunrise? Pretty the sun was, yeah. And for me, that was something where like, it was a trigger to me. And that's why I like to share it with you was like, I knew to myself, if I notice the sunrise, that means that I am actually well rested. It means that I'm present. It means I'm in the moment. I'm not in my head worrying. I'm not in my head thinking about the future and just like completely missing the sunrise. You're being present. Exactly. In the and so doing more of those things, taking in a beautiful sunrise or going on a walk out in nature, going for a hike, like going just out and being in the beauty of nature, whatever appeals to you, that is a form of rest. It is a form of creative rest. I think that's part of the reason I like doing road trips early in the morning is because, you know, the sun, the obviously the sun's out and it's dark and then you get to see that sunrise all to yourself and then you're like, oh, the day is just about to start. Yeah, feels no, so good. I love that. And then there's also human created rest. So for example, maybe you go and visit a museum or you go to an art festival or you engage with inspiring music or books or documentaries. These types of things are actually a form of rest. It is creative rest and it does actually give you energy again. So that really wraps up this list from Dr. Dalton Smith of the seven types of rest. And what's she- her first name again? Uh, Sandra. Sandra. <laughs> so Dr. Don Smith, she does recommend that you start with your one to two biggest rest deficits and you don't try and just do all of them. You, like, you know, how do you eat an elephant? You just bite off one piece at a time. You don't eat the whole elephant all at once. So never had elephant before. <laughs> I'm kidding. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, now that we've gone through this list, Omar, I'm curious, what do you feel like your biggest rest deficits are? Oh man. Um, honestly, I think for me, it's going to be probably the sensory rest. Um, again, we're with us being on social media all the time. And like you said, taking zoom calls and this and that, like, I just feel like I can never really unplug, but again, it's about me being intentional and saying, okay, these are the hours that I'm going to work. These are the, the, the parameters, these are the standards that I'm going to set and really just sticking to it and being consistent with following that stuff. And I think that's, what's hopefully going to make the biggest difference to where I can be like, you know what? 
I'm excited to go to work every morning. I'm excited to problem solve. I'm excited to do all this, but without avoiding the fatigue in the process. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. What about you? You know, it's hard because honestly, there are things throughout this list that mm-hmm. I definitely resonate with. And I think that's why I ended up with such terrible adrenal fatigue was because there were aspects to all seven of these that I was ignoring yeah. and I was just pushing myself to the max. And so really all of it, to an extent, there that's are literally that, what she says not to no, do. I, and I'm not, I'm saying, I'm not saying I want to focus on all of it. Oh, I'm just okay. saying there are pieces of all of it that I need to focus on. But I think for me right now, the two that are the areas that I really am actively working on currently are mental rest mm. in the form of actually having that separation from work and life. Like I was saying before, I, I need, I do need to get back to that actual shutdown ritual and actually have that separation. But it's something that as the business has grown, as there's been new demands, and especially since I have really um, majorly recovered, not entirely, but majorly recovered from my own adrenal fatigue and my energy has come back, I've had to really refrain myself from just diving 100% back into work. And I need to remember that I do still need that mental rest to continue to treat my adrenal fatigue and continue to avoid heading back into adrenal fatigue. And then the second one for me, you know, there's really two that I was bouncing back and forth with, but I really want to um, think about more of like social rest in the form of spending more time with people who actually give me energy and not only thinking of like how me as an introvert, I need to spend time alone, but also just contributing more time towards the relationships that give me energy and give me that type of social rest. Yeah, I love that. And I think, like you said before, being intentional about, you know, setting up lunches and setting up, you know, I don't know, trips with people that do that. I mean, it, it, it's just such a um, a big boost for you, right? Yeah. And if you aren't sure really where your biggest rest deficits are, um, I know I want to do this as well, but actually Dr. Dalton Smith does have a quiz online. It's free. It's at restquiz.com. So it's a free quiz and that will, I guess, supposedly help you just figure out where your biggest rest deficit is and what type of rest that you need to help you kind of head in the right direction there. So I hope that this was helpful for somebody out there who's maybe struggling with this because I know even for me going through this list has been helpful and a great reminder. Um, But that all being said too, this is episode 97. Oh, where is it? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> oh, one. that's not the wrong one, but whatever. Yeah, no, it, you know, episode 97. So we are three there. episodes away from doing our big $250 gift card giveaway. To be entered in that giveaway, it's simple. All you have to do is go on Apple iTunes on the podcast and leave a rating and review, screenshot it so that we know that it's you, and send it to me in a direct message on Instagram at Vanessa G Fitness. At Vanessa G Fitness, <laughs> or if you're not on Instagram, you could send it to me on Facebook at um, that's Vanessa Gillette Pozos. Or just find me one way or another, send it over to me. Just send it over. And we'll get you tallied in the count. But and so far, I, I say this every time, but we only have 10 entries right now. So the Whew. chances of winning $250 is pretty good, yeah. you guys. I mean, why why not enter at this point? Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it was, give us that rating and review. Screenshot it. Share it on your story. Send it to a friend who might resonate with this as well. And we'll be back next week. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. 
All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.